guys, welcome to This Mushroom, the podcast that deep dives into well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, Troy McEady, and today I am not alone. Thank God I'm not sitting in my closet by myself with a pack of Parliament lights sitting next to me, surrounded by sweaters that muffle sound. I have a friend with me. Diana, introduce yourself. Oh, hi. Get out of the closet. Come into my arms. Um, <laughs> this is Diana Metzger, a uh, friend of the Smush Room, friend of the Emotionally Broken Psychos Facebook page, uh, just a, a general friend of Troy, and thrilled and honored to be on his podcast. So we became pen pals. We're, we basically have like a You've Got Mail situation going on right now. It's like a... Like, we pass love letters via Facebook Messenger all the time, and we're in love. And and thankfully, neither of us owns a big conglomerate that's going to ruin the other one. So, <laughs> except, you know, maybe your podcast empire, and I'm like, I'm, you know, just talking aloud to pigeons. That's my version. <laughs> like, talking to myself alone on the street. Your podcast is going to ruin that for me. But, you know, I'm willing. I'm willing. May you be the Tom Hanks to my Meg Ryan. Oh, my God. I would love nothing more. Maybe we could even even better. We could be like, what's that Sandra Bullock romantic comedy where she, like, sticks letters in the mailbox and then, like, I'll get them in the future? Oh, you could absolutely be the Keanu to my yes. Sandra. Or I will be the Keanu to your Sandra, for sure. <laughs> what, isn't it like the hat, the house, the glass house? There's yeah. Some beautiful yeah. house Somehow involved. something. I mean, like, I've always, it's my, been my dream since I was a child to be a version of Keanu Reeves. He's one of my idols, so. Hey, nothing. I I will watch um, Something's Gotta Give every time it's on TV. And, you know, Hampton's Doctor, that may be, I personally think that's his most dreamy, dreamy role. Absolutely. Well, Diane so. Keaton just makes anybody around her dreamy. She's a, a goddess. Well, and any Nancy Myers movies are just the most beautiful aspirations. Speak of aspirational. I mean. Everything white and everything in the Hamptons, and you're basically, I want to live the barefoot Contessa life. Don't for stop sure. it. You Like, I'm already in love with you. Stop it. I'm a gay man. Uh, I don't like women. Stop it. <laughs> you know, this is, we're supposed to talk about other people's relationships, but people get to enjoy us falling in love on the air. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Sheena Shea and John Mayer. Are you excited? Oh, my God. I'm so I know that, like, a lot of people are having Vanderpump fatigue right now. Yeah. Um, but once I found out about this coupling, it fascinated me to no end. And I, I wanted to know more. And I'm just, I'm fascinated by everything that is John Mayer in general. So this was to, to find a, a woman I didn't know about and a woman so, so close to my uh, reality TV obsessions just made me, I, I needed to know more. Well, I'm really excited about this, and, like, actually, I, we decided kind of, like, at the beginning when I, uh, when we came up with the idea for this podcast to let the guests choose, like, who they wanted to talk about, because, and this is, like, the perfect example of that, because John Mayer is kind of, he's a little bit of a blind spot for me, like, I don't, I only know about John Mayer, like, I only know about, like, the the really big headlines of his relationships. Like, I don't know a lot of details about his relationships. Like, of course, I read, like, his Rolling Stone article where he said that, like, J you know, Jessica Simpson's vagina was crack cocaine or whatever the hell. Like, I know 
the gist of it but like he is a little bit of a blind spot so this was fun to like research and feel like i didn't know a lot of stuff and of course i mean i know more about sheena shea than i would like to know but oh wouldn't we all but this this was interesting too because this came at a time this and and you know we'll get more into this but this came at a time post jen aniston when i think he kind of took took a bit of a media break Mm -hmm. like he ran his mouth and i i think he was trying to figure out uh who's the spotlight and this was right before he kind of ran off to montana but um you know i think this was him grappling with uh how he wanted to be perceived in the media and uh and of course this was like Sheeta Shays. For him, it was almost the end. And for her, it was like the beginning of just uh, of chasing and courting media attention. So, Absolutely. And I completely, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's like I totally forgot this entire era of John Mayer just being a fucking media tyrant and like never shutting up on Twitter and doing all these crazy interviews. Like I forgot that he went through that long fucking period of just being like a loudmouth essentially. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I mean, he dated some high profile women and I'm not entirely sure like what he, what he was trying to get out of running his mouth. But I sort of think uh, he, and, and right now I have a bit of an obsession with him because I, I, told this to you earlier, but I've been reading through all of uh, Andy Cohen's literary oeuvre. Um, yes. And he, he has this like real romance with John Mayer, but it's really funny because uh, it, I mean, it, it covers their friendship of like the Katy Perry years and the Montana years, which are later than this, but uh, he's very sort of like tight lipped about, about John Mayer. He'll sort of brag about his music and, um, you know, he'll sort of say, I met up with him here. I met up with him here, but he won't. And he'll say, oh, he's dating Katy Perry now and not dating Katy Perry. But he's very tight lipped, uh, Andy Cohen, which yeah. is not normal for him, uh, about like what he and John Mayer talk about though, though he does spill some, some good dish, um, with an interaction with Jan Aniston, which I can get into a little bit later. Um, yes. Which is oh good. Which is good. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so it's very interesting because I feel like he just verbally vomited so much. I just think he, the attention, especially uh, with Jan Aniston and post Jan Aniston was just like intoxicating. And I think he just swam in it for a while and then detoxed and then sort of came back later on with Katy Perry. Which is so funny, because who would have ever thought, like, when you look back on John Mayer, like, the very early 2000s, like, 2003, you know, my body, Your Body's a Wonderland, John Mayer era, like, who would have ever thought that he would later turn into this guy who was known as, like, I mean, do you remember that era of people just, him being known as, like, the quintessential king of all douchebags? Like, there was no higher douchebag oh, than John absolute, Mayer. Absolutely, and I think a lot of that came with his Jessica Simpson relationship, not only, you know, calling her sexual napalm or whatever on Howard Stern, but just that it was this kind of pathetic time for her too. She dyed her hair brown mm-hmm. uh, because he has a, a total thing for brunettes. If you look at his dating history, which, which makes the Sheena thing, not, 
you know, not totally unexpected. It, she's very much his type looks wise. Um, but like Jess dyed her hair brown. She was trying to be taken more seriously by him. And it was just kind of this, it was, uh, it made me sad for her because she was, yeah. she was entirely trying to be someone she was not, but obviously they had, you know, good chemistry in the bedroom as he was not shy about sharing. Which, like, honestly, I mean, I guess he could have said worse things. Like, if I were exploited by an ex on, like, Howard Stern, and the worst thing he said about me was that I was so uh, incredible in in bed that I I was, like, cracked to him. I mean, I don't know how pissed off I'd be. But at the same time, like, Jessica just, that was a really pathetic, for lack of better term, time for her. Like, she looked ridiculous walking around with that brown hair that we all knew was for him, and he was just, like everybody like nobody wanted anything to do with him at that time and she like i don't know it was just it was a dark time no pun intended no absolutely and and no i mean that wasn't like his thing with howard stern he was i mean you go on howard stern you're you're kind of expected to spill some dish about your sex life i mean or or at least have some things to share um you know gossip wise about other people's sex lives too and so i think yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Jessica did kind of have this, uh, you know, she was a desired woman, this sort of like, not sex kitten, but certainly, you know, girls want to be her, men want to be with her, and that doesn't hurt her image so much. But I think it was the fall, I mean, that came a couple of years later, that interview, but, um, you know, certainly the time she was dating him. Uh, they, it was, it felt like a grasping at straws for both of them a little bit. Absolutely. And God damn it. Jessica, the Simpson family, along with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, just fucking trolling me in this podcast. Like I cannot get through a day without talking about them. The Simpson family, I'm telling you, like, I don't want to veer off. I don't want to digress too much, but good Lord. Oh, no. I mean, it's a it's a six degrees situation. Absolutely. And I mean, we're just talking about I mean, we're talking about like the golden age of uh, of pairings and and gossip, which is that like sweet spot of like 2002 to 2010. Uh, and that was when Simpsons and Hilton reign. So, you know, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we must give in. We have to give in. Let's. We, I guess yeah. we can now fully give in to Sheena and John. I like to, uh, as you know, kind of start the episode by just kind of giving like a synopsis of what's going on and what we'll be talking about and when they dated and broke up and everything. So this is what I found. If you, uh, if I'm incorrect, stop me because these are all from, as I always like to say, questionable websites with uh, like, Im- like images that are all broken because they're 15 years <laughs> old and you know, blinking MySpace gifts with, like, glitter all over them that no longer work, so. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the beauty of the internet, that they still exist. But, yeah, yes, I will, I will, um, give in to your, your knowledge, because you are, you are the gossip historian, as far as I'm concerned. All right, so, Sheena and John are said to have dated, uh, from, in April of 2009, so they basically dated for a month, and, uh, before i think it was in may that they broke up um uh i read that they had met at the beverly hills cigar club the uh the grand havana room 
and uh, she was working as a bartender for an event. He was there, actually. I read that he was there with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, it was actually, it was her, Jen, it was John Mayer's birthday, and it was a birthday party that Jen Aniston was hosting for him um, that they first met. God, fucking Sheena Shea, man. No shame. <laughs> and And in an interview, she had said that, you know, someone asked her, was he hitting on you at that birthday party? And she kind of gave a little, uh, a little that coy half smile and was like, no, no, no. Like they seemed really in love. And, but it was obvious that, you know, he's, he's a ladies man for sure. So I'm sure there was, you know, there was some acknowledgement that he thought she was attractive. And she still won't confirm, even to this day, she won't confirm or deny that she and John had sex, which obviously we all know that Sheena is like absurdly attention seeking. I think she loves the fact that, you know, nine years later, people still ask her about it and that her not confirming it just makes people want to know more. Um, But yeah, she still won't say whether or not they had sex. She always just says that, you know, he was sweet and cool and funny and that they were friends and hung out and blah, 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 which is so fucking annoying. It is, and it's really interesting because she was asked about it recently, too, and to this day, she still will not confirm or deny. Um, but she had done an interview with uh, uh, this great video, which, honestly, find it and post it. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Page. I already know what you're going to say. Because <laughs> it's brilliant. This interview she did with Hollywood Life, which I think was the beginning of of the end for, for yeah. whatever John and Sheena had where she got it. You could put two and two together. She says uh, that he's one never sung for her, which uh, if it's any <laughs> ind- indication from Andy Cohen's discussions of his time with John Mayer and his friendship, John will sing for a paper bag. Um, Absolutely. So it's interesting. He obviously doesn't take her or her opinion seriously. Uh, She's asked what sweet things he does for her, and she says he'll send me a nice text like, hey, what's up, with a smiley face. So, <laughs> I, I mean, he's booty, he booty calls her. Um, when asked, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, I'm, I'm really like sleuthing, you know, I'm Carmen San Diegoing the details of their, you know, connection. But, you know, she's asked, they say they they were never out in public together. Um, when asked about his home, she kind of says, I can't confirm or deny whether I've been in his home. So either, you know, they booty called out at a hotel, uh, which she's been known to stay uh, at the Sunset Tower Hotel and has a room he loves there. So she could have been meeting him at his hotel. She could have also come over to his house. Um, and this is, you know, speculative on me of the way she talks about the sex life. She says he's a good kisser. I would not, I also, I also believe they probably had sex, but I also believe, uh, and, and, you know, hearsay gossip, what have you, but I believe she was blowing him on a regular basis. I believe he was booty calling her. And for that month she was coming over and blowing, they were getting stoned and and she was blowing him. Oh, absolutely. I think anybody, like, the minute you mentioned that these two even knew each other, you would just assume that at some point, Sheena probably blew him. I mean, who, I, I would. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to judge her. I would definitely blow John Mayer if, if the, if the, if the, if the uh, opportunity arose. No, again, no pun intended. <laughs> nice. Um, also, at the time, he was holed up in his uh, house 
or wherever he was staying, recording Battle Studies, which was kind of his uh, post-Jen Aniston breakup album. Uh, yeah. Revel- Revel- you know, and it's interesting with all this sort of heat uh, that he got off of the Taylor Swift and her kind of calling him out in Dear John. Uh, he's been known on a couple of his albums to call out exes in song. Um you know, and not confirm or deny, but it being pretty clear. And that album was sort of chock full of his relationship with Jen Aniston. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of what I gathered was she would come over to his place, you know, when he was taking recording breaks and they're both known lovers of weed. And I think they would smoke and, you know, she would make him feel good about himself and that he'd kick her out. Absolutely. And like, I think it's definitely important to mention too, that around that time, like, Sheena was, just like everybody else was from Vanderpump Rules, Sheena was social climbing her fucking ass off, doing anything and everything she could to become famous, to make it, like, whatever was going to be her big break, she was doing everything she could, she was in commercials, she, uh, was, like, cast as the hot pizza girl in the Jonas Brothers show, Jonas, like, she was just doing all this random shit, and, like, you know, any opportunity she found is, you know, man or job uh she took it well and and especially i mean you know it's it's the the beginning of tabloid culture and perez hilton and whatever and even though she she shades perez for calling her a media climber uh for hooking up with john mayer like she loves it that's what that's what these you know it girls were doing we're trying to sort of court court this attention and it's really interesting that you talk about kind of her guest stints and things because at the time uh, it was around 2007, and I didn't know this, but she has a credit on the show Greek. Uh, and at that time, I was a PA and writer's assistant on Greek, uh, and her character was called Jenny, and I do yeah. not remember a Jenny. I mean, I think she was, pro- <laughs> she was probably like sorority girl, too, but I, I love that. I like. I breathe the same air as Sheena, Sheena <laughs> Jacan or Jan Can, however you pronounce <laughs> yeah. her, her yeah. actual last name. We, we brush shoulders and what a thrill. What a thrill for her. <laughs> her um, seven foot long hair extensions knocked your back at some point. You don't even know. I know, I know. Uh, so I'm, I, it makes me feel like I need to watch again to see if I can spot, spot the Sheena. But yeah, she was, I mean, interesting, like a Hooters girl before then, a Hawaiian Tropic model, and apparently she was uh, on the hills at some point as well. So um, yes. shout out to our Hills historians uh, about about where she showed up. But I actually have a really funny quote from... This is a quote that I think she gave to Bravo TV about when she was on the Hills. Obviously, you know, she's friends with Stacey Adams, a.k.a. Stacey the bartender, a.k.a. you know, the girl that, you know, hit on uh, Spencer on the show that Heidi got pissed about. And she said, (laughs) this is so funny. I'm going to try and get get through this without like laughing. She said, yeah, she was in my wedding. Definitely don't have pics from it. I had bangs and a double chin. I was barely recognizable. I tried not to draw attention to <laughs> try attention to me on that show because I looked so bad. But it was fun. I only shot a couple times with them, but it was completely scripted. We knew the scene before we filmed it, so it was fake. But it was still fun. Haha. <laughs> I just love that she said I was completely up unrecognizable. Bangs and a double chin. Oh, sweetheart. This is the- 
you know, this is the, that comment is even lower than the, the like, she's all that, take off your glasses, you're a hot girl. At the Thank time, you. She, yes, at the time she shot that, it was 2009. She'd already been on Jonas Brothers. She'd been done stints on Greek and 90210. I mean, she was a Hawaiian Tropic model for Pete's sake. She was, you know, please give me a break. I love that she's <laughs> trying to, she's trying to play the like, oh, you know, I, that, that, role that all these starlets want to play that I was a geek in high school you know right. no no you wouldn't even recognize it. me I had bangs <laughs> <laughs> fuck off I dude. love it I love it <laughs> did you read about her uh I don't know if this has been posted on the Emotionally Broken Cycles Facebook group because I as you said at the very beginning like I've suffered a little bit of uh Vanderpump exhaustion and I feel like now you know it's a few weeks it's a few weeks past since the reunion. Like, I feel like I'm able to, uh, to like absorb information about them again without feeling sick. Like I can mention Tom and Katie's names without wanting to throw myself off of the highest building I can find. Um, but did you read about sh- her suing her being involved in that class, class action lawsuit against Hooters? No, do tell. Oh, this is interesting. So, before she was even a Hawaiian Tropics girl, before her uh, iconic Doritos commercials, um, she was involved in this crazy lawsuit against Hooters. So apparently, this guy, his name is Juan Apatone, and he was the hiring manager for this new Hooters that was being built in uh, West Covina. And I guess he he had this trailer set up, like, in the area where they were, like, gonna be building the Hooters, it was just, like, a makeshift trailer where he, he would interview people, and he would have the girls come, and the creepy thing was that he would have them come out there, and they would interview, and he would say, okay, you need to come back tonight and try on the costume, like, try on, you know, the orange shorts and the, the, like, pantyhose and the tank top, so all the girls would interview, then they'd leave, and they'd come back, And he would, like, leave the room and say, like, you know, I'm going to leave the room. I want you to try this on. You know, try on the outfit. Make sure it fits. Make sure you stand in this exact location because, you know, if you don't, then the construction workers outside will see you change. Uh, So, you know, make sure you stand here. Like, basically saying, like, look here, look here, look here. He had cameras set up all over this trailer. And he had over 82 hours of footage of these young girls undressing in this trailer he would tell them not to wear underwear because it ruined the the look of the costumes you could only wear g-string um or no underwear at all was a requirement and uh sheena was involved in it she got filmed by this guy so she sued she was involved in this giant lawsuit it was her and i think it was 40 other women i want to say but that could maybe even be less than no yeah it was 40 girls that were involved um oh, yikes isn't that crazy that's that's pretty wild that's i had heard of something <laughs> i could do you what worse i'd heard of something similar in the washington dc area which is where i'm from that apparently a rabbi was doing that and a rabbinical teacher was doing that with women at the synagogue you have to take like this mikvah this bath and okay. he had set up recording devices of women undressing <sighs> to go into the bath. So, oh my god, dude! So I mean, <sighs> mine mine has religion, but no Vanderpump. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because uh, when I was reading about this, of course, again, it was from some website from like 2004, 2005, or something, and um, 
all these people call Sheena Sheena Marie, and then what is her? How do you pronounce her last name? Do you know? I'm I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like Jan Can or Jacan yeah. if if the N is silent. But they all call her. They all. It's funny because in all these interviews, where before anybody knew her, like somehow her like career aspirations would come up. So like she's being interviewed about having a guy essentially sexually assault her and film her naked um and store it in his house but like her career her career goals somehow come came up in the interview that she did for like court tv this is a really funny quote too she said i thought it would be a good place where i could get some extra hours in addition to the job i have now he seemed like a really nice professional guy but it was but i was wait but i just thought it, it was kind of strange that i had to come back at night to try on my uniform Apatone then told Jane Cahan that he was so busy with interviews that she would need to return after hours to model the outfit for him. She came back at 6.15 p.m. And like the others, she was secretly videotaped as she changed. And she told the uh, she told the news reporters that um, she was an aspiring like news reporter herself. Yes, yeah, she and did, she, actually. She graduated. <laughs> I saw she graduated from Azusa Pacific University with a degree in broadcast journalism. So, yeah. you know, there is, there is a, a slight whatever cloud Azusa Pacific University has. <laughs> she is a, a, a supposedly a college graduate of that program. Yeah. <laughs> she, You know, she had to mention, I hope this doesn't ruin my, you know, my career goals as a news reporter. Like, Sheena, I, 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 the, the Sheena's so unaware that sometimes it makes me seriously feel like I could just roll around on glass and like, I, I, I just can't take it. Like she's just so ridiculous. It's, it's, I'm, and it, and maybe I just want to believe the best in her. That like, is she ridiculous or is she like a savant? Because then, then a similar scandal. I mean, I'm not a sporty person. Erin Andrews, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Like a, a sort of similar thing where people were setting up, so Stalker was setting up a camera and Aaron Andrews, who's a, I think an ESPN reporter. And, you know, there yeah. was, oh, is her career going to be threatened or what have you? And this was like a small scale version of that. So, uh, and give it to Sheeta to somehow make a court TV appearance, then uh, be about promoting her career. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm fascinated. And so that's why, I mean, getting back to the like minutia or getting back to our main topic <laughs> of her, yeah. and, her and John Mayer, like this, her thing with John Mayer, I feel like this was a little bit of like her own Azusa Pacific University training of how to, uh, how to launch her as a, as a supposed it girl. Um, and that's why almost it's really interesting. I think that, I think that she won't go into details about John Mayer even now because I think she does have some sort of understanding of the like hierarchy of celebrity that yeah. she knows he's in an echelon above her and so she won't take him to task. You know, she she still wants to like preserve uh his opinion of her. Or oh, whatever totally opinion get that. he may have, which I get, I do get, but it's interesting because it's obvious. I mean, she's she's willing to, and obviously she had more sort of sordid relations with Eddie Cibrian, who who came right on the heels of her John Mayer relationship. Um, yeah, 
and you know, they, they were together eight months and, you know, she felt deceived by him, whether that's true or not. Um, and that kind of launched her Vanderpump rules, you know, career, but, it's interesting because she's willing to sort of dish the dirt on Cibrian, uh, but not on John Mayer. So, you know, obviously I guess, I guess she considers John Mayer of a, of a higher, of a higher ilk than Cibrian. No, I can totally, I can totally see that. Like, it's like, she knows that at some point, maybe in the future, she could like, first of all, I think that Sheena does have a very clear understanding of like her level of fame and like, the fact that she is which i think is it's funny about all the vanderpump people they all have this very clear understanding that they're all they're not d-list reality they're not d-list reality stars but they're also not not d-list reality stars do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like they all have kind of have this like awareness of who they are and where they stand in hollywood and that you know we've seen this sort of fame at this point for so long like in comparison to, like, the Jersey Shore kids, I guess would be the only other comparison. It's like, back then, we had no idea how... Those people had no idea, really, how to like how to manage that, how to sustain it, how to make it last a long time. And we've had now 10 years of watching people go through this, and, like, they all have this very, like... Like, Sheena knows how to work the media in a way that makes people still want to talk about her, even if we all find her infuriating and, like, really annoying. We're still talking about her. Oh, absolutely. And I think she has kind of an understanding, at least, of, like, what people want from her and what they don't want from her. Like, she had a, you know, she released a single. But as opposed to, like, you know, a, a Lala, which I think she kind of has put herself in a mentor position with Lala now. But mm-hmm. um, I think she realized, like, okay, you know, people are sort of laughing at me about having a, a music career, so I'm going to pretend like that was a lark and not yeah. a legit career path. Like she knows when to duck out. Um, so I'm interested with this, you know, kind of podcast or interview uh, website. She's doing talk show. Um, how, what that, what that's really going to look like. Um, oh my God. I know. Cause, Cause she does have broadcast journalism background. She does. It'll just be interesting to see if she's able to make it. I mean, honestly, to say it like just to be bold about it, it'll be interesting to see if she can make any of it not about her. Like, can she really sit down with another person and interview them about themselves and not make it about Sheena Shea? Absolutely. And if if she's learned anything about herself through especially the last reunion, that she could probably serve herself quite well to put that journalistic distance, you know, because obviously, obviously she's not comfortable enough with the like constantly applying makeup, you know, to avoid, uh, you know, to avoid actual vulnerability. Um, You know, she's not so comfortable she, I think she wants to believe she puts everything out there, but when it comes to her actual personality, I don't think she's she's willing emotionally to go there. And so I think it could do her a great service if she is able to have that, like, journalistic interviewer distance. But she is so into herself and the way she looks that I don't know if she'll be able to do that. You know, no, I think I think she sort of hopes and wishes, and I know she's talked about, like, she wishes she could be, like, 
Juliana Rancic, you know, yeah. or or even like an Ali Fedotowski. I think she wishes she could be there. But as opposed to those, you know, those women who, you know, whatever your taste may be, are attractive. Uh, they also, they're attractive. They figured out how to make some things about themselves. Uh, but at the end of the day, they do know how to put focus on the person they're interviewing. And, and you're right. I don't, I think it would serve Sheena well if she could do that, but I don't know if she's capable of doing that. No, I will say, since you just brought up Juliana, I, I will say to give Sheena the benefit of the doubt, I could totally see her like eventually working for E and doing those really cheesy, like, I'm here at the Shrek 2 premiere. Let's check on the stars. You know what I mean? I could totally see her, like, <laughs> being that girl. And she could still pump diff eyewear on Instagram, you know? It's yeah. Just a, it's just a matter of, and I think it's hard with Vanderpump Rules, because Vanderpump Rules, even though it has Vanderpump in the title, you know, Lisa has her hands all over it, I think sometimes it does deceive the cast. Uh, that there's a level of interest in their lives uh, yeah. that's, you know, uh, that's that's deeper than maybe it actually is. You know? I just think it's so interesting because I just can't imagine, like, I've never felt so unsure about the future of, uh, of a group of reality stars. I feel like typically you can kind of pinpoint who will make it out alive. You know what I mean? Even with Jersey Shore, it's like when that show was on, nobody was thinking, like, you know, Sammy Sweetheart would be the breakout star of Jersey Shore. Like you could kind of figure out where everybody would end would end up, where they would go, whatever. But with them, it's completely fucking up in the air because I don't feel like I feel like they are the first of this generation's version of that sort of reality star fame, and they are this generation's version of Jersey Shore, and we don't have a mapped out idea already of what will come for them. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And and it's it's interesting because I think with the with the, the with Jersey Shore kids there was a bit of um hold hold on one moment. Some guy's screaming. Hold on, let me move to a quieter location. You're totally fine. <laughs> Yikes. Hold on. <laughs> like is he is he like I'm assuming pissed, right? Uh I think I think um mental issues. Okay. Homeless with mental issues. Okay. <laughs> Lo- gotta love Los Angeles. Gotta yeah. love LA. Gotta love Say hi to my dad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he does have a really <laughs> nice bike he's biking away on, which, you know. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. It's better I don't have a nice bike. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, he's doing better than some. I'm in a closet right now surrounded by winter sweaters. So. <laughs> oh, that sounds cozy. It is kind um, of. But, yeah, sorry. Back back to what we were saying. <laughs> um, oh, but with the, with the Jersey Shore kids, I think because that fame and level of fame they had was so unexpected, and with the Vanderpump Rules kids, I kind of believe they had some more expectations for what should be happening to them um, than the Jersey Shore did. So I think there is that unpredictability of like, okay, beyond being attractive, how much traction can these guys have? And I think it's interesting because I think uh, Stassi might be the most aware just because she left and then came back. You know, she left to kind of try to make it on her own and then uh, came crawling back and... 
Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm just as interested in you as, as seeing what these people can do with the rest of their lives. It's funny too. I mean, I do worry for them cause it's like none of them went into like, especially it's so funny looking back and like doing research for this and reading all of Sheena's old IMDB credits and stuff. And, you know, she had all these random commercials and, you know, none of them ever had the intention of being famous for you know being themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like they had to kind of. I I think she genuinely, I think she wanted to be a a cute young actress, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And wanted to be that like girl actress of the time that you've covered a lot of those other actresses on the show. You know, I think that that was kind of her aspiration and perhaps the hope that then she could be a, you know, an E correspondent. But I, I think more at that time that she was hooking up with John Mayer, I think she kind of wanted to be the young starlet because certainly if you watch, you know, her interview with Hollywood life, she, she does some kind of funny mugging for the camera. And she also says the F word that they bleep out. Um, you know, when they're talking, when she's talking about, I think whether or not he's a good kisser, uh, you know, she's like, says something. I think she says something to the extent of like, he's fucking great. Um, and I was like, that's not good media training, hun. You know, like, <laughs> that, that's not, that's not E caliber. Um, but you know, I, I think she was still trying to be an actress and, you know, I think she was thrilled that this kind of, uh, it, it boy, even an it boy who was sort of at a washed up period, uh, I think she was just happy to catch him, catch him when she could. Um, you know, there are uh, a lot of very eerie similarities between her. First of all, I could do an entire podcast, not even just an episode, an entire like weekly podcast on Sheena Shea's um, obsession with the Kardashians and how it, it like reflects all young girls really right now. Like we make fun of her, but truthfully, what young girl not even young. What girl in this country right now isn't like Snapchatting and trying to look like Kylie Jenner? Oh, absolutely. But... Kyle, yeah, ab- absolutely. Who, you know, like Sheeta, seems more interested in trying to make herself an anime, like an Literally. anime character than a human being. And you could also see in sort of Sheena snaps and things like that, she's trying to make her face look as alien and inhuman as possible. So, no, there's definitely that. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. you got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So, go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate, and then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast, you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.